Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Appreciate all of you downloading the podcast. Hope you're having fantastic Tuesdays, wherever you may be. We got a couple of good guests for you here. Shannon Spake on the Bubba Wallace controversy with NASCAR. And Petros Papadakis, uh, as always, joins us. Encourage you to go rate the podcast five stars. If Danny G reads your podcast review, then you will get an autographed copy of my latest book by uh, giving us a five-star review. Thank you for listening. We're diving into the return to Major League Baseball, the Bubba Wallace incident in uh, at NASCAR, and more. All that, plus, which is dumber, arguing that the Masters needs to be repealed, the name the Masters, as in the golf tournament in Augusta, or Brett Favre saying that Pat Tillman and uh, Colin Kaepernick, quote, did something similar. It's the poll question of all time. You can go vote at Clay Travis. Thanks for listening. Podcast begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 
I believe we finally have a Major League Baseball plan, although I am utterly confused by the whole way this process went down. Spring training, tentatively, I don't know that this is official official, will start July 1st with a 60-game regular season starting the weekend of July 24th through the 26th. That is the absolute latest. That is what came down last night as, I got to be honest with you, I don't even know what baseball has been doing for the last couple of months other than the owners have been killing time because they didn't want to play more than 60 games. And so they've been negotiating, maybe not really in very good faith, over the past uh, two months effectively. Because if they wanted to just play 60 games, and if the commissioner ultimately has the ability to issue a ruling and say, hey guys, we're going to play 60 games, I don't know why this took so infernally long to actually be in place. But the end result now is that sports have come roaring back and are officially, right now, all scheduled. If you look out there, MLS July 8th, I believe, is the return date. They are going to be the first American team sport to be back in one of the major leagues. Then we have Major League Baseball, which would tentatively start around July 24th. Then we have the NBA, which I believe is scheduled to start on July 30th. And I think hockey if I haven't seen an official return date, but it's around that same date as well, which means that all the American pro team sports would basically be going by the first week in August and obviously some earlier than that, which means we are now set up for a wild sports calendar starting in July and running all the way through, theoretically, the Super Bowl. Now, all of this on some level occurring under the auspices of what's going to happen with the coronavirus and second straight day of really good news from the coronavirus that most of you are not going to get from any other media source. Somehow I've become the most trustworthy name in coronavirus news Because the rest of the media is so unfairly biased and dishonest when it comes to actually telling you what the stories are. So I tweeted this out, but on Monday, just 285 people died nationwide. That is the second lowest total after yesterday since March the 24th. And that is now two straight days of deaths 90% below the peak that was set on April 21st, yet most in the media continue to embrace fear porn. Uh, On top of that, and again, I want to ask you this, just keep in mind, how many people in the media are actually going to share this data with you as opposed to sharing all of the fear porn out there? I want to put into perspective as well, 285 people dying of the coronavirus and dying of is probably not 100% accurate because usually what it means is dying with 
i.e. there are almost always comorbidities when someone dies of the coronavirus. There have been relatively few people who have died only of the coronavirus. They have other things people do when they are sick and they die. Uh, Right now, there are an average of 7,500 people who die every single day in the United States. The coronavirus is less than 4% of all daily deaths in the United States based on the numbers from Sunday and Monday, the past two days. I would just ask you how many people are actually sharing you uh, with you that data. All right, several other things we're going to get into today. I'm going to bring in the crew here momentarily. Shannon Spake is going to be with us an hour or two to talk about the Bubba Wallace story. Bubba Wallace came in, I believe, 14th in uh, the uh, Talladega race that was a day late and took place on yesterday afternoon, evening. And I actually put it on for the final 10 minutes of the race, and it was an unbelievable race. Uh, had, we had a situation where it was almost impossible. I was watching it live. I couldn't even tell who had won. Here is the final call, NASCAR from Talladega last night. Off four for the final time, racing back to the checkered flag. Blaney out front. He's got to throw the block. He does. Diving down to the inside. Here comes Eric Jones. Here comes John Hunter Nemechek. They're crashing at the line. It is Ryan Blaney by seven. One thousandths of a second over Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Eric Elmarola, Denny Hamlin, and Eric Jones, who slides across the start-finish line sideways. What a finish here at Talladega. It was. It was impossible to even tell hardly who wins. So that was the way it ended. And uh, and obviously much of the attention, almost all of the attention surrounding this race has been about the noose, which we're going to get into uh, with uh, with Bubba Wallace. We talked about that yesterday with Jason Whitlock, by the way, off the top. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Give us five stars. Danny G will read your review. Uh, and if he finds it to be one of the best reviews that's out there, he'll read it on the radio and you'll get an autographed copy of my book. Uh, but let's start with Major League Baseball because I believe that is the biggest story since it now is officially back. And Danny G, are you with me and kind of sitting around now wondering what in the world have we been waiting for all of this time? Yeah, it's really ridiculous. I vented yesterday on Twitter. A lot of our listeners were just as frustrated. And those that know a lot about baseball kept telling me, well, it's just because they were waiting. They wanted to play a shorter season. The owners did. Well, I get all that, but I really don't care. And it doesn't make it right that this has just been a waiting game. Because obviously, baseball, the players and the owners both have missed a golden opportunity here, as we've been saying for months. Yeah, and I I think it just makes the league look bad. If that's truly the case, that baseball owners only wanted to play 60 games, why have they been going through the charade for effectively the last five or six weeks with all fans out there, going back and forth with negotiations, arguing with the players, the players arguing with the owners? If Rob Manfred had the power to just unilaterally announce, okay, we're playing 60 games and we're starting on – July 23rd or 24th. I'm excited, by the way, that Lock It In will now be back. I'm guessing we'll probably be back around the 21st or the 22nd after a very, very long hiatus. And uh, I'm excited for American team sports to be back in general. 
but the, the the way that the baseball process has played out to me is just a real indictment. And also, look, I mean, baseball blew it. They could have been playing for all of June. They could have been playing for all of July. I think they could have helped to find a new generation of fans because there haven't been very many sports that have actually been taking place. Instead, they, uh, I believe, blew it by sitting out, and they're going to start back, what, a week before the NBA, a couple of weeks after the uh, MLS, and maybe 10 or 14 days before the NHL comes back. And they're not going to have that long of a window where they're even playing before, in theory, college football and the NFL are. And I talked about this some yesterday, but I want to mention it as well on the college football front. There's a lot of different people out there panicking every time a couple of college kids test positive as college football players. The reason why college football players are testing positive is because they're going out to bars and, uh, and, and parties chasing girls on campus. They're not getting sick playing their sport. They're getting sick, which is going to happen for a lot of college kids because they've been cooped up for months and then they get back on campus. And if you remember what being 18, 19, or 20 years old was like, one of the first things you're going to do when you get back on campus is figure out where the girls are if you're a guy and go chase them. And by the way, the same thing is true of girls, but the guys are the ones right now that are trying to get back in shape and be ready for college football season. And so there's a lot of people panicked about the number of players that are testing positive. What I would point out is these kids are asymptomatic. They're more likely to die of the flu or pneumonia by all statistical analysis. They're more likely to die in traffic accidents driving to uh, the, uh, the campuses. And they know this. And so we got to stop the uh, the fear porn out there about these guys actually being under substantial uh, substantial risk. What I would say, and I'm going to keep beating this drum, is if you are a college age kid, you can be a high school kid, you can be a college age kid. If you're you know 25, 26 or under, and you want to go out because bars and restaurants and clubs are starting to open back up across the country, just stay away from your elderly relatives. You're not going to know whether you are symptomatic or not. A lot of you are going to test positive and feel 100% fine. Don't go hang out with your grandma and your grandpa if you are going out to bars and restaurants on a regular basis right now. Wait till the end of the summer. Quarantine yourself a little bit before you go back around your elderly relatives because those are the people who are actually at risk. Dub, July 23rd, 24th. Does it make any sense what we went through with baseball? Not at all. If ultimately the commissioner has the power to just say, we're starting this date and we're going to play this number of games, I would have been happier, and I think a lot of people would have, if they would have come out a month ago and say, hey, this is what we're going to do, so just deal with it. And we could have stopped all the the arguing and, and the theoretical talks about you know how many games, when will it start. Um, this is not. I don't think this is going to end very well for Major League Baseball this season. They're going up against the NBA head-to-head, and they're going to be going up against college football and NFL head-to-head in the second half of their 60-game season. I'm probably not going to watch. I might watch the World Series, if that. But with NBA going on, I'm a bigger NBA fan than MLB, and certainly with college football and the NFL, I'm not so sure I'm going to have time for Major League Baseball this uh, summer slash fall. Yeah, 60 games... I think is exciting because 
think about uh, you're you're basically knocking 100 games off the season so whoever you're a fan of your team could have a good 60 game window and find themselves in the running for the postseason but I feel like that's balanced out in many ways by a lot of anger surrounding the way this process played out I mean Eddie you've been doing updates for months now about Major League Baseball do you feel like that was all for naught if Rob Manfred was just going to come out and announce that, uh, that hey, things are, uh, th- things are starting on July 23rd, 24th. I have the power to unilaterally return the season. It just it doesn't make sense to me the way it all played out. It certainly seemed like a colossal waste of time and energy, uh, the back and forth that uh, obviously resulted in nothing. And look, guys like Roberto, our, our, our board op, he's a hardcore baseball fan. He's going to watch baseball, and I get that. Guys like me, who are marginal baseball fans, who would have embraced it had they come back a couple months ago or whatever to get, you know, with, with nothing else, no other options, I, I would have absolutely been on board. And now, frankly, just out of spite, I, I have no interest in baseball at all going forward so good luck to them uh when does the nhl come back have they officially announced a date yet or what's the expectation i know you're a huge hockey guy yeah there's no official date yet but they are looking at training camps uh, in july and, and probably uh, early august late july for the start of the season Gotcha. Uh, what about Roberto? You're the biggest baseball fan, right up there with Danny G, probably yep. on the show. What's your uh, overall reaction to Major League Baseball officially being back? Well, I'm happy, but you know, I I I, I blame the owners uh, more than the players. I've said that from the beginning. They were never going to go more than 60 games. They also tried to go back on their March 26 agreement by telling the players that weren't going to pay pay them their prorated salaries, and now they're gonna now they're gonna pay them the prorated salaries for 60 games, and this is why the players are going to file are going to file the grievance and then I will say the owners never and they're, they're going to say the owners never negotiated in good faith and then but I in, in one way I, I I do it's going to be interesting because it's only going to be 60 games so every game is going to matter yeah oh, that's the positive I think if exactly. you're a baseball fan is that is 60 game season really truly anything can happen and the 60 game season is much more of a value to the uh, to the bad teams than it is the good teams. The better the team you have, the more games you want to play because there's less statistical aberrations in 162 than there might be in 60. So we'll see what ends up happening. I, I think somebody pointed out last year. Am I am I correct in this that the uh, the Washington Nationals started off their season just an absolute disaster? And, yeah, uh, there were like uh, at least uh, sixteen to twenty games under five hundred, right? And the then they got white hot as the season progressed. But you won't have that opportunity now uh, to uh, to kind of get your sea legs and figure out what kind of team you've got. You're basically in a sprint, which we don't see very often in Major League Baseball. So the positive, I guess, if you're a baseball fan, is effectively every game is worth nearly three. Uh, if you think about it in the context of 60 versus 160, it's like you're playing every game is worth 2.8 regular season games in uh, in a normal year. So uh, that'll be intriguing to watch. All right, when we come back, I'll open up the phone lines, 877-996-6369. Allow everybody to uh, to weigh in. want to talk about the, uh, the Bubba Wallace situation and the way things shook out down in Talladega. We will dive into that story, give you the latest also. Brett Favre has lost his mind. Somehow he has compared Colin Kaepernick to Pat Tillman and said Kaepernick's heroism is similar to 
to Pat Tillman's heroism. It's one of the dumbest comments I have ever seen a pro athlete make. And that, my friends, is saying something. And speaking of stupidity, Deadspin is arguing the Masters should have to change its name because it's racist. There are so many dumb people in this world. I got to knock them out one at a time. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield? wipers replaced, a brake light fix or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, we played the audio of the end of the NASCAR race, but the NASCAR race overshadowed, even as exciting as it was, by the Bubba Wallace story um, surrounding the alleged noose that was found in his uh, garage in, Tus- in, uh, in Tuscaloosa, I was going to say in Talladega. So several questions that I think are uh, interesting and at play here. And I said this yesterday and reiterated again they need to figure out who did this and give them a life suspension as well as potentially bring criminal charges if it's true. But also, this seems like it's dragging on for a while already now. And what I mean by that is most crimes you solve within 48 hours. I would think that there have to be cameras somewhere near these garages And also that the number of people that could have access to this garage, given that we're in the middle of a virus, which is changing the way that access is permitted, that it would have to be very few people involved here. I also think it's strange that NASCAR hasn't released a picture of what exactly was left in Bubba Wallace's garage. There are a lot of questions to be answered here from NASCAR. And I thought the way that NASCAR rallied around Bubba Wallace was great. But when I hear the story that came out late on Sunday, my thought is you need to figure out who did this and punish them. And I want to react. I always tell you guys, I care about the facts, the facts, and the facts. And so far, we have not been told very much And again, I just come back to this does not seem like the world's most complicated crime to solve. Why have we not gotten more information than we have so far? Let's uh, let's kind of break this down. Danny G, does it seem strange to you that they wouldn't have already caught the perpetrator here and or not given us more information since they, it appears, almost immediately went public with this as soon as it happened, we're coming up on 36 or so hours since that initial report, and we still don't know anything more than we did then. This doesn't seem like the world's most complicated crime to be investigating. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation with Shannon Spake next hour. She's going to have some answers for us. There's been some conflicting reports online about how many cameras might have been around because with the new protocol, there was one story saying that there's less cameras in place. It's it's the FBI's job now. They were on the scene pretty quickly, and they were there yesterday. So they are in the middle of their investigation. I know the president of NASCAR said that he wants it wrapped up soon, and the reason he said he didn't release the picture was because he's following the FBI's directions on this. Now it's their I, case. I, so. Why would you? And, and here, I mean, I'm kind of fascinated by this in the first place too. Why would you announce the news before you've caught the person who did the crime? 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's been a segment on Twitter, especially, which can obviously always skew towards negative, saying, oh, he's the next Jesse Smollier, as Chappelle would say. <laughs> yeah. And so, Juicy Smollier. Juicy Smollier, yeah, as Dave Chappelle would say. So, I mean, the boy that cried well, wolf, we've, we've, the, we've gone through this, obviously, with a couple of different athletes. And so, there's going to be that part of the population that says, oh, maybe he and his crew had something to do with it because he wants to be a martyr. That just doesn't fit who Bubba Wallace is. But I'm with is, you. I want to see what the FBI says here with everything. This is the problem with, and this is why the Jesse Smollett's of the world are such cancers in society because when you fake something yep. like this, then you naturally create skepticism among others the next time it happens. And it is a boy who cries wolf situation. So if you care about issues of racial injustice, you should be furious. You should want people like Jesse Smollett prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law because what they do is detract from real racism And by the way, you can also say the same in the world of sports about Michael Bennett. Remember how quickly the Michael Bennett Las Vegas story disappeared as soon as they released all the videos from uh, the Las Vegas casino after Michael Bennett said, uh, told his story and then the details came out and it effectively became clear that Michael Bennett was a liar. The media just stopped covering the story. For those of you out there who've forgotten, Michael Bennett said, oh, I was racially profiled uh, at a Vegas casino. He wrote this huge story, got all this attention. It was the lead story surrounding the NFL. And then they released the video from Las Vegas. The police did, like, I think 120 different cameras, and none of them confirmed what Michael Bennett had told us happened. And, uh, and honestly, the LeBron James racist graffiti incident got a ton of attention. We talked about this on the show. People got upset at me. Remember, we called the LAPD. The LAPD investigated, and effectively, they shut down that case and said, hey, we didn't find any evidence of any crime that was committed. And all of that was super suspicious, the way that that went down. And so stories like those in the world of sports and beyond lead people to not necessarily believe what is said. And so to me, it's now incumbent upon NASCAR, which I thought the NASCAR drivers and staff and crew and Bubba Wallace himself all handled this really, really well. But it's now incumbent upon NASCAR, I believe, to catch the perpetrator and or tell us what exactly happened here uh, and sooner rather than later. And if this story just kind of fades or disappears without any result, it's going to seem super strange to a lot of people out there uh, because of all the attention that immediately has been foisted upon it. Uh, does this, are you with us? Like, let's just kind of go around the horn. So Danny G got your opinion. Dub, what are your thoughts on this? The end result, obviously, in the way that people reacted is very positive, but I want to see the full story here. I want to know what happened as opposed to uh, as opposed to just all of the uh, all of the allegation that's out there, what are the actual facts here? Yeah, I agree. the uh, The pre race uh, show of unity was pretty awesome to see, but now that the FBI is involved, I'm expecting to see some sort of evidence, some sort of you know conclusion to this to figure out who did this. I would think 
that with all the coronavirus stuff going on and and just the value of those cars and everything that's in those garages that there's got to be at least one security camera in each of those garages so i'm i'm expecting a fairly quick resolution to this now that the fbi is involved so i mean if we're still sitting here a week from now with nothing uh you know nothing come about this then i'm going to be kind of scratching my head saying what what's the deal here we have the fbi involved nascar is obviously heavy heavily involved i'm expecting to have some sort of resolution or path to resolution by at least a week from now i would think yeah and i think your point is well said about these cars like they're 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 like fine-toothed machines right so the last thing you want is people without uh, people having access to the cars who are potentially not involved in NASCAR events, especially right now with the coronavirus going on. So I would think there's got to be, I don't know, less than a couple of hundred people at most who could possibly be suspects in, in this incident at all. And so, uh, and, and that might be high. I, I, you know, we, when you find out what time, the noose was allegedly put there that also narrows down the field of vision for who could be responsible for it. So I want to know, I want to know the full details here and what exactly happened. Eddie, you've done updates on a lot of these stories over the years um, with the FBI now involved in theoretically other law enforcement officials down in Alabama. Doesn't this seem like one of the easiest crimes in theory possible to investigate uh, and figure out exactly what happened? Well, I, I will say up front, I have never been to a NASCAR event, so I don't know exactly what you know the layout is like, but I've been to plenty of stadiums and arenas, and I assume it's it's something similar uh, to where there's there's cameras everywhere. Uh, I mean, you, you can't just walk into a place like that and not have somebody or something like a camera uh, catch an image of you. So, again, I, I, I'm no uh, investigator, but I would agree with every, what everyone said here in that I would think that this would be something that could be taken care of and figured out in a fairly short amount of time so as time goes on it will be interesting to see how this goes and i don't think it's unreasonable to to think that it's possible that there's something going on here now i I don't think that's the case i hope it's not the case but uh i am i mean i'm glad i work at a place where you can at least bring this up in a intelligent intelligent manner and just have a discussion about it well i think you just have to be uh, for people out there listening like i am skeptical in general right i i am just if if you tell me and this is maybe the legal training and also from having done investigations for internally for companies, I used to do sexual harassment investigations. I am skeptical in general of every story that I hear. It doesn't mean I don't believe people. It's just that I want to see what the actual facts are and everybody has a different story. And so people get mad when you don't immediately jump in and say, oh, my God, you know, like this is this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of mankind. Like that's what a lot of people in sports media said about Michael Bennett. And that's what a lot of people said online about Jesse Smollett. And that's what a lot of people said about LeBron James. And yet, if you actually looked at the facts for every one of those cases, the facts didn't support anything that was initially reported. And so I am always interested in how many people lock, stock and barrel accept what is told to them from the media. I mean, look, I started off the show saying, hey, coronavirus deaths are down 90 percent. Those are the facts. And almost no one in the media is reporting that. 
I, I might be the only person with a national platform in sports who came on Monday and Tuesday and told you that coronavirus deaths are down 90%. I'm skeptical of putting the television on because I think a lot of time we get news that isn't accurate. And so I think you have to be skeptical of what you are told. Trust, but verify. And so to me, we talked about it yesterday, Monday. Okay, let's get the facts out. Now the race is over. There have been over 24 hours to find someone who's responsible for this. We're now moving on 36. I'm not an expert in police investigations, but I believe the first 48 is when almost every case is discovered, right? Like you, if, if, if there's a murder and you don't have a suspect in the first 48 hours, you're in trouble in terms of being able to actually figure out what happened. And so I want to know the full story here. We have an allegation. We have the FBI. We have a lot of authorities involved. I want whoever did this, if they did this, to be brought to justice. But I also want NASCAR to explain to us what exactly happened and what this process is. Roberto, fair or foul to be asking those questions? No, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the uh, first thing I thought, obviously, was how terrible this was. And the second thought I had was... uh, the second thought I had, though, was that, you know, they should get to the bottom of this very quickly, considering this happened inside, you know, the team garage, and there should be plenty, plenty uh, cameras involved everywhere. Now I'm I'm thinking, I don't know, what is this, like some kind of somebody on the inside that did this, or, you know, what's going on now? It seems like it's taking too long. It doesn't seem like, I, and I could even understand, okay, the race is going on yesterday, and maybe you don't want to uh, parachute in and be involved in a criminal investigation, and and detract from the race itself but to me today is the day that i'm expecting for there to be some form of resolution and i want nascar to be forthright and release all the evidence that they have and all the details we'll open up your phones about this 877-996-6369 maybe people out there who are more knowledgeable than we are we're going to have shannon spake on an hour two who works with nascar she's been on uh the infield of a ton of these events so she will help i believe kind of put this into context for us because i want whoever did this uh in the event they did it to be caught and i want this full story to be out sooner rather than later and i understand that there's pressure on investigations. You want to make sure you dot your I's and cross your T's and get everything correct. But this is not the crime of the century. It's not insanely difficult to figure out, in theory, what happened. This should be able to be resolved. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Dub, you said you got a couple of good calls out there. Yeah, we sure do. Let's start things off with Tracy in Arkansas. Tracy, what you got for me? Hey, Mr. Clay. Hey, come and start scratch off on y'all sports stations. I'll loan it to you, too, also. Okay, buddy? Appreciate <laughs> I like I like to gamble. Hey, anyway, this NASCAR. You know, I've been following NASCAR. I just turned 54. And I've been following NASCAR since uh, Sterling Marlin was my driver. And, you know, this thing's going on right now. I, I just think it's got to be somebody with the pit crew. I really do. 
Um, you know, they they took him, took all his all the guys got around his car, pushed it up for one thing after another. And I just believe that they're going to find out that's what's going to happen because what happened. I think somebody's out to to revenge for revenge. And you know they took all the flags out and rednecks. You know rednecks do do some NASCAR. And I just think there's going to be some big thing happen that you're going to hear that somebody in 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 his own people has something to do with that. I really oh, think. you think you think a member of his own crew? I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna be well surprised what happened. So here's the thing. Here, yeah, let me just start to cut you off. But let me let me say this: whoever did this, if they did it is one of the dumbest people on the face of the earth because there are not very many suspects and you are, if you are deciding to do this, ending your career in NASCAR, your ability to earn a living for the rest of your life working and racing anywhere because I believe you will get a lifetime ban and I think that's a fair punishment. But also, you will be charged with a crime and, I think, punished to the full extent of the law. So, not only are you losing your livelihood forever in the world of racing, but also you likely would go to jail and your name would be tarred and feathered for the rest of your life. It just seems to me to be one of the dumbest things. I'm not uh, disputing that racism exists, but even for a racist, which is a dumb thing to believe in, to be judging somebody based on the color of their skin. Even for a racist, this seems insanely dumb. Are, are you are you with me there? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I just, it's almost impossible to get away with if you're doing it. Yeah, I just think that I think whoever they find out, you know, I went from him to Dale Senior, Dale Junior, because my, my drivers kept with me, and now I'm a Harley fan. But it's just, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. People do some hateful stuff, and me being a driver all night long with all the parts, I, I, I hear a lot of, I talk to a lot of people, and all these guys that I'm talking to, drivers and stuff, they're with me on this because whoever did this, I hope, and you're a lawyer, I've heard you talking, I've got this on Tennessee's a lawyer, I just hope they stick it straight. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he never gets out of trouble, uh, you know, go to jail, whatever, because this is something right here in some of NASCAR stuff. You can kill people. Because, dude, they're driving over 175, 190 mile an hour, and you just don't go out and mess with somebody's car because your life, their life is yeah. going to be in your hand when you screw them up. Thank you for the call. And that's why I think there has to be security cameras around these cars because, yes, dropping a noose, if it happened, is, uh, is an egregious act that deserves significant pun- uh, punishment. But whoever theoretically would have dropped this noose would have also been able to do something to the car. And that's dangerous uh, life-wise, much more so. When you're talking about the speed and how these cars handle, the idea that you would have anybody with, uh, with, with ill motives having access to a car is, should be scary for any driver. Who's up next, Dub? Uh, we got Lupo in San Francisco. Lupo, what you got? Hey, Clay. This is Lupo in San Francisco. First, I just want to say um, thank you for, I feel like you're really the only voice that represents um, someone like me who's just a a middle-class citizen here in Concord, California, about 25 miles uh, east of San Francisco, and I feel like I'm on an island because 
no one is able to tell the truth about things anymore, and you do, and I just want to tell you, buddy, you got balls big as church bills for doing that, because I see people dropping all the time just by telling the truth, and they're going down, they're doing nothing wrong, they're telling the truth, they're going down. Regarding this new thing, stinks to high heaven, why no picture of it at least? No little video clip, nothing. They know exactly who's done this, if it happened at all. There are cameras all over, like you said. They're million-dollar machines, right? Million-dollar operations. You're telling me that they're going to let someone go in there, drop a news. They know exactly who this person is, if it happened at all, like you said. The other thing, too, is that whoever informed the media or whoever is not a friend of the driver because think about it. You're on his crew or whatever, right? You go in there, you find the news a couple days before a race. Are you really going to break that out and take the risk of disturbing your driver? You know, like the other guy said, you're racing out there. What if it's in his head? He ends up crashing cops and lines. Plus he's not going to perform, you know, knowing that this happened. So if I'm in his pit crew, I come in, there's a noose, I don't say I would till after the race, and then I tell NASCAR about it. I want to know what your thoughts are on that. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying, as an educated person, this stinks. They know exactly who did it. You're telling me that they don't know who's roaming around in there? This stinks. Love to know your thoughts. And again, keep it up, buddy. Please, you're the only voice we have out here. Thanks for the call. Did we have to drop the curse word or did that get out, Danny G? We dumped it. Yeah. So he said the word poop, uh, except not the word poop. Um, so, because I know people out there like, oh, what God said? Uh, he said uh, he thinks it stinks uh, with a different word for uh, for what might stink. So I do think this is such an, an interesting question because you can be, as I think most listeners are, against the idea by far of judging anybody based on the color of their skin. I mean, it's lazy, it's boring, it's dumb, it's it, it's just antith- it's the antith- antithetical to everything that the United States of America should be standing for in 2021 and 2020. Forgot what year it was. It's been a long year. So, when you actually look at the data here though, the facts, the facts are strange. NASCAR needs to get ahead of this and tell us who is responsible. And I think they need to do it today. Like, this case needs to be solved today. When we come back, Brett Favre compares Colin Kaepernick to Pat Tillman. I swear he really did. One of the dumbest arguments I've seen. We're going to be joined by Shannon Spake of NASCAR in the second segment as well to answer some of these questions about everything surrounding Bubba Wallace. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. If you're just waking up with us, Major League Baseball, in theory, at least with a return date, nobody really knows other than maybe the owners were trying to avoid having to pay for too many games. Maybe they were hoping to get a sweetheart deal worked out. Regardless, Rob Manfred, Commissioner of Major League Baseball, has let us know that spring training will be back on July 1st. 60-game regular season will start the weekend of July 24th through uh, the 26th. This would put baseball pretty much the same time returning as uh, the NBA, which is scheduled to return 
at the end of July, still working through the NHL details, but the MLS now scheduled to come back on, I believe it's July 8th. So all of these stories uh, from the team sports effectively roaring back as we get ready for the return. Uh, We've got the Bubba Wallace uh, ending at Talladega. We're going to talk with Shannon Spake, try to get a little bit more details from her about uh, what the uh, what the investigation will now uncover in NASCAR. Been talking about the importance of looking at the facts and trying to figure out what happened there. To me, today is an important day for NASCAR because if there was a crime committed, then today should be the day for an arrest to occur, in my opinion. You've had, by the end of today, 48 hours to investigate what is not the world's most complicated crime. We're not talking about uh, a uh, an embezzlement uh, case. We're not talking about uh, the most difficult murder to investigate of all time. We've got an alleged racist act that would be, I believe, a crime in the state of Alabama if you can find the perpetrator and if there is a perpetrator you should be able to find them today then this would be the day to announce charges and give your evidence particularly because the fbi is now investigating alongside of the uh the state of alabama authorities there should be a way to solve this incident and figure out exactly what happened going forward um on top of this We got a woke virus that is spreading like crazy through all of sports media, and it's evidently eating people's brains and making them say really dumb things, such as what Brett Favre said about Colin Kaepernick. He compared him, I can't believe this is real life, to Pat Tillman in terms of heroism. Really, if you're not familiar, Pat Tillman is a former safety of the Arizona Cardinals who, in the wake of 9-11, decided to walk away from his multi-million dollar NFL contract and uh, sign up to fight for his country in the military and then was killed while fighting for his country. So Pat Tillman voluntarily gave up millions of dollars to go fight in a war against America's enemies And uh, as a result, he gave up his life. Colin Kaepernick did not do that, but Brett Favre sees them as similar. I think we have the audio of Brett Favre's brain not working. You know, I can only think of right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman's another guy who did something, you know, similar. And we regard him as a hero. So I I assume that hero status will will be stamped with, with Kaepernick as well. I'm going to play that again because I think most of your jaws also just dropped. Brett Favre just said the only person he can think of that reminds him of Colin Kaepernick is Pat Tillman, who joined the military and died protecting our rights and gave up a multi-million dollar contract to do so. Brett Favre, one more time, analogizing Colin Kaepernick to Pat Tillman. You know, I can only think of right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman's another guy who did something, you know, similar. And we regard him as a hero. So I, I, I assume that hero status will, will be stamped with, with Kaepernick as well. Is this the dumbest thing that any athlete has said so far in 2020? 
I, 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 my, like my jaw literally dropped when I heard that Brett Favre had said this. Maybe it's all the concussions. He said he's had hundreds. Maybe he is already hit the senior moments. But this might, I believe legitimately, this is the dumbest thing an athlete has said in 2020. Danny G, dumbest thing an athlete has said so far in 2020? Wow. Over the years, you and I have disagreed over some of the Kaepernick stuff, but I this surprised me because obviously Tillman died. In, it was friendly fire, and this guy was trying to serve his country, and they're just the two things aren't even in the same ballpark. This guy gave his life up. What about you, Dub? Is this the dumbest thing that any athlete has said in 2020 so far? Well, first of all, dumbest thing any athlete has said in 2020 is a very, very high bar. Uh, secondly, <laughs> there are a lot I, of dumb comments. So I'm saying this is I'm not trying to be hyper. Let's play that one more time, because I think people are like, there's no way this. This is what I say when I mean like this is there is a woke virus. By the way, Colin Kaepernick, in case you have forgotten, Colin Kaepernick, most famous sentence of his career. I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. All right. So Colin Kaepernick made millions of dollars more by protesting than he would have if he had been playing. Pat Tillman actually served the United States and died. And this is what Brett Favre said. You know, I can only think of right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman's another guy who did something, you know, similar. And we regard him as a hero. So I, I assume that hero status will, will be stamped with, with Kaepernick as well. Who did something similar. One guy left his multi-million dollar contract and died serving his country. The other guy had his contract expire and made millions of dollars denigrating the United States flag of his own choice and has had absolutely zero risk to his life. Who did something similar? Brett Favre, does your brain still work? I, I mean, in all honesty, people say, like, what, what is it? I can't think of a dumber thing that has been said by an athlete this year. Eddie, you give a lot of updates. Some of those involve dumb things that an athlete has said or done. Is this the dumbest thing you've seen an athlete say so far in 2020? Well, uh, Brett Favre may have trumped it by the tweet he sent out saying he was not comparing the two. Uh, It sounded like he was comparing the two to me. I mean, literally, when you say... There are like let's play it one more. So Brett Favre is now he's now tried to step back from this comment and Here, said here's, no, no, no. Here's a tweet yesterday from Brett Favre, including including Pat Tillman's name in an interview on Colin Kaepernick was not a comparison of the two. I mean that literally when you say the only person I can think of who did something similar, when you say something is similar, that is by very definition a comparison of the two. Clay, do you think that maybe the question had something to do with walking away from millions of dollars? That's the only thing I could think of that would make any sense for him to even say that that way. I don't know. It's, it's fair to say, like, what was the question that led to that yeah. answer? But if I say to you, hey, uh, you know, my two sons look similar to each other. When you use the word similar, you are directly comparing two things. Like That's the entire purpose of the word similar. So I, I just, I, I mean, Roberto, dumbest thing that an athlete has said in 2020? Uh, 
And, uh, Can you fair- think of a dumber thing that an athlete has no, said? No, but in fairness to Brett Favre, he's probably has CT already from that Minnesota Vikings game, dude. I mean, he did take a lot of blows to the head. So you're just going ahead and saying this is CTE talking yeah, CTE for Brett Favre. talking already, yeah. I mean, I think there's probably people out there listening who are thinking that same thing. Like, I mean, Favre has said, I have had a ton of concussions over the year. I think he's uh, over the years. I think he said hundreds or thousands. And I just, I this is to me evidence of the woke virus that is spreading across sports because it eventually leads very quickly, not even eventually, very quickly it leads to idiotic arguments. Like Deadspin yesterday having up the Masters should change its name. Uh, and evidently, if that's the standard, then everybody out there who gets a master's degree should not be able to get a master's degree because that's racist. Everybody out there who has a MasterCard should have to pull their credit card out of their wallet and immediately cut it up because it would be racist to have a card that's a master of something else. Like The purpose of the masters is to master key, master lock, master bedroom. All of these things reflect that it is the largest and most significant and also that you are a master, that there is mastery of a difficult subject. You are a chess grandmaster. That does not mean that you are enslaving the chessboard. Which is dumber? Brett Favre is a good question. Which is dumber? Brett Favre comparing Pat... I should put a poll question up for this. Which is dumber? Brett Favre comparing Pat Tillman to, to Colin Kaepernick or... Or the Masters needing to change its name because it's racist. Danny G, which is the dumber argument? Did, am I still on the air? Have I have you, I blown your mind? Are you are you I unable? Was, I'm to sorry, do- I was researching for you. I was looking up the actual question so we could put it in content in full context. Yeah, but in the meantime, which is dumber? Oh man. I think I think this is going to be close to 50-50. Yeah. In the poll. I think I've come up with Well, you know it's a good <laughs> yes. question when tens of thousands of people are going to vote and I think the number is going to be like I think it's going to be like 52-48 or 51-49 or 50-50. Like I think it is going to be so difficult to figure out which is dumber, trying to change the name of the Masters or Brett Favre comparing Colin Kaepernick to Pat Tillman. Just because I don't know the full context yet of Favre, I'm going to say Masters because I thought that that was an Onion article when I saw that. I really <laughs> did. Yeah, I really did. I thought it was an Onion article. Uh, what about you, Dub? Which is dumber? Well, the two subjects involved, Brett Favre, just off the top, was my football hero growing up as a kid. He was my favorite of all time. And the Masters just so happens to be the four, my four favorite days of the year. So this one, yeah, uh, this question this is really a tough hits one home. for you. Yeah, it just, it really like gets you in the solar plexus. But I, I think the Masters one has to take the cake here. I mean, it is so absurd. I, I'm with Danny G. I was like, this this can't be real, is it? It, it doesn't make any sense at all. This is such a, such a reach. It's almost, I mean, it's unbelievable how big of a reach this is. And I'm with you. I think your chess uh, grandmaster comparison kind of hits the nail on the head for many people out there. What about the master's degree? I have a master's degree. Uh, Was that racist of me to get? Should I apologize to everyone for getting a master's degree? What about uh, anybody out there who got their MBA? It's a master's of business administration. Should you apologize for, uh, for getting that? Was it insanely racist of you to decide that you want to become an expert in business? I mean, this is just so confoundingly dumb. 
it makes my brain hurt alongside of Brett Favre's quote, which also is insanely dumb, which is dumber, Eddie. Well, first of all, I'm very happy that I did not get a master's degree, so I don't have to apologize for that. Yeah, uh, well, it's, it's very, you didn't do it because you knew it would be racist. Of course. Uh, actually, I, when I thought of the masters in golf, I thought it was talking about, like, you know, the masters of the game of golf. That, yeah, that's I like think the masters how, of the universe, right? <laughs> I never well, thought yeah, that it was He-Man about is gonna slave get canceled masters and, or something. He-Man is done for. <laughs> I mean, I, that, remember that? I have the powers, He-Man standing there. like Skeletor, yeah. White, well, dude, how about, how about white dude who thinks he's the master of the universe that, the movie that dude the, is so yeah. racist or the movie the beast master and that's racist too i guess uh, i haven't seen that one i'm gonna have to if i have to pick i i think i'm gonna go with the masters just because i mean they do have a history of they you know they didn't have a black member till what fairly recently i mean they, uh, i don't know so you're were, saying the masters is a better argument or the... I, I mean see this 50, is how 50, good of a question on your poll. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say far is dumber but it's, Favre is dumber. It's, it's, it's tough to pick between those two. Yeah. What about you, Roberto? Yeah, Which is dumber? I got to go with Eddie there. Just Brett Favre. That sounds so stupid when he says that. Guy, Poor guy gave up his he gave up his career and then he ended up dying fighting for this country. So I got to go with Brett Favre there. Uh, I, I, I'm going to put this up on the poll question right now. I'm genuinely curious to see how this is going to – and I'm going to update you throughout the show because I think the, a great question – is one where there are tons of you out there right now and you're like, man, I, this is really kind of a hard, hard decision to make. I'm not sure which is dumber. Which is more evidence of the woke virus in sports? Changing the name of Masters or Brett Favre comparing Pat Tillman and Colin Kaepernick? At Clay Travis on Twitter, you can go find me there and cast your vote. I can't wait to get to the commercial break and put this thing up so we can figure out which one is actually dumber. Up next, we're going to talk with Shannon Spake, one of the biggest stories in the world of sports, the Bubba Wallace Talladega noose incident. What is the absolute latest? What did she think of the conclusion of the race yesterday, which was spectacular, and the way the race began? We will talk about all of that with Shannon Spake, who's a regular guest on this program. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. Dot com slash sports tire rack.com the way tire buying should be off four for the final time racing back to the checkered flag blaney out front's got to throw the block he does diving down to the inside here comes eric jones here comes john hunter nema check they're crashing at the line it is ryan blaney by seven one thousandths of a second over ricky stenhouse jr eric elmarola Denny Hamlin and Eric Jones, who slides across the start-finish line sideways. What a finish here at Talladega. Shannon Spake, you're walking into a whirlwind here because I've got the most difficult question that has been out there for a while. All right, I just put up the poll question. I'm not going to tell you what the results are yet. Which is the dumber woke statement from yesterday? Deadspin arguing the Masters should have to change its name because of racism, or Brett Favre saying Pat Tillman and Colin Kaepernick are both heroes because, quote, they did something similar. This is the poll question that is up nearly. You're going to go Favre. I I have to, yeah. I mean, to to compare. Listen, I I understand 
um, the, you know, the Colin Kaepernick stuff. I understand why he did it. And, and I, you know, I'm on the football field. I get, you know, the, the point that he was trying to make and, 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 and the attention he was trying to bring to, 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 you know, the fact that there's not justice, but the fact that Pat Tillman walked away from everything, went over there. I know that he was killed by friendly fire, but, but gave his life to fight on the front lines. I just, um, yeah, it's, that's a hard one not to kind of go up with. All right. So the public, I told you this was almost a perfect 50-50 question. So far in the commercial break, 2,500 of you voted. You can go vote at Clay Travis. It's the top tweet that I just sent out. 52% are saying the master's name change. Wow. 48% are saying Favre on Tillman and Cap. And here's the thing. When I come up with a poll that I'm like, oh, this is going to be basically 50-50, I know it's a killer question, right? Because everybody's yeah. out there like, on the one hand, I'll make this argument. So 52-48 with what's going to eventually be tens of thousands of people voting, this is going to be right up there for a battle for the ages between which is the dumber comment that was made yesterday. Uh, all right, yeah, so there's a lot of it. <laughs> there's a lot of it everywhere. All right, yeah. so let's go into mm-hmm. the actual race itself. Exhilarating. End of the Mm -hmm. race there. I was watching it live on television, as I imagine a lot of my listeners were. I couldn't even tell who won, right? I mean, I I watched it, and then I was like, well, I got to figure out the photo finish. Uh, And then we figure out how exactly close it was, seven one-thousandths of a second or something like that, I I, I think was the the amount. Uh, How crazy and wild was the race itself? That's as exhilarating of an ending as you can get. Well, I mean, I told you last week that Talladega is, you know, that, that racetrack is, is my favorite racetrack to go to 100%. Um, I, I told you last week, if you had one race to watch every single year, Talladega would be the one to watch because it's just so amazing. Uh, one of my favorite things to do ever when I covered racing was to stand on top of that hauler and to watch those cars go through the front stretch at full speed. And, and that's honestly one of the reasons why when, when all of this went down this weekend with Bubba Wallace, uh, you just, I mean, it's so hard to defend a place where something like this happened. And, and that was part of the story for me. And um, I've been listening all morning long and I have some answers for you guys. Yes. So, um, go at first one. Um, I think you kind of said like cameras, right? Yes. So here's the deal, Clay, right? Okay. So yes, normally there are cameras in that garage. Listen, there are 140,000 square feet of social engagement areas inside the garage stalls, right? Fans can walk through there. They can see teams working on the cars. So yes, there are cameras, but because of the, of the, of the current climate, these cars are literally coming off the haulers. They aren't even going into the garage. They're going straight to tech and then they're going out to the grid. So what NASCAR has said, they're not confirming um, how many cameras are actually on in those garages right now, but they, but they haven't reactivated or put those cameras back because they, they're not needed. The cars aren't going into the garage. They're not working on the cars. Uh, if they fail tech, that's when they'll go into the garage, but for no other reason. And obviously with the rain delay, that's where they had to be parked. So as far as cameras, I was shocked when I found I'm like, there's cameras everywhere. But I reached out to a couple of crew chiefs this morning, and that was the answer that I got, which makes sense to me, right? It makes sense why they wouldn't have those on. Okay. okay. So that's the first. Well, Do you ahead. think – so, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to ask a lawyer-like questions here because yeah. this is good information. Do yeah. you think that everybody would have known that those cameras were not on? And the reason why I ask that is I have no idea if I'm walking up to somebody who has like a ring camera on their front door, whether it's functional or not. 
But my right. assumption is if I see a camera that it's working, right? So do you think the average person was aware that, hey, all these cameras may not be working if, you know, you were walking by one? I, I don't know the answer to that, right? I mean, um, I, I I don't know the answer to that. And again, Clay, I mean, there's ways around these cameras, right? They're not necessarily like, I mean, there's these garages are huge. There's 40 cars. They just said that there's 140,000 square feet of social engagement area inside the garage area. So it's not like you're, you know, walking into this small little area. I, I don't know the answer to that. Listen, there's limited amount of people at the track right now. We know that. Everything yep. is, is secure, right? People, people have to get, you know, their temperatures taken. It's only necessary personnel. So there's all of that, right? And, and I, I did hear you guys mention this morning about like, you know, I know the size of a football stadium. Well, to kind of give you a perspective, Talladega is 270 acres. That's the infield. 270 acres compared to like Bryant Denny Stadium, which is 13 acres. I looked this up this morning just to kind That's of give you guys. That's impressive, by the way, that you have that. It's so it's, it's a massive in, in, infield huge. venue. Yes. Huge. Right now, the garage area is definitely smaller. It's secure. There's fences around them, but there are points right that you get into the garage, and, and they're not. They don't have security guards wrapped all the way around the fences. So what happened was, it, most crews, most teams, everyone got released about four o'clock on Sunday. This is kind of the timeline I'm I'm aware of um, because of the rain delay, and that's that's when the cars were pushed back into the garage. I believe, based on the statements that we've heard, this is when this um, article was found. It was found by a crew member, Bubba. Bubba according to what I've heard, did not see it. A crew member called NASCAR. Now, why would they tell people, because I did hear you say this earlier, why would they let people know before they found it? Well, because it's going to get out, right? And then if it gets out and, and people find out that NASCAR didn't say that this was found in the garage, that's going to look even worse, right, um, if NASCAR doesn't release this. Because, A, they have to make sure Bubba has extra security. When that car was moved back into the garage, they did check the car in the morning to make sure it had not been tampered with. They had extra security for Bubba. Uh, whoever the crew guy that found this, obviously, he's going to talk. The team needs to know. NASCAR car officials got involved so that's why they 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 openly kind of told everyone that this has happened nascar's pretty small area people do talk it would have gotten out i I feel like it would have um the fbi is involved so in terms of what they can say and what they can't say i mean you know this better than most right i mean you've got to kind of be a little bit careful about what you say as the investigation is going on am i surprised that there wasn't um some kind of answer yesterday A, a, a little but i also thought maybe like let's let the race happen and let's let get let get everything in a row, and, and then let's move forward. Um, I would expect that we're definitely going to hear something today. Something else I want to just kind of mention, and, and it's about Bubba, right? Because I know all that social media stuff out there right now, Clay. People are kind of, you know, they're they're insinuating that he he or teams may have had something to do with it. And I I like many people. I definitely in a lot of situations have like you know skepticisms and 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 all those types of things. So I kind of thought about this. In, in a way that, that made sense to me. And, and here it is. So Bubba's been in the sport since 2013, right? 2013. He lost his ride in 2017 and, and was able to fill in for Eric Almirola at Richard Petty Motorsports when Eric got hurt. That is how he got this chance at Richard Petty Motorsports. Bubba has fought to stay in this sport. And until the last few weeks, 
He's actually avoided talking about race. He didn't want to be known as the black NASCAR driver. When George Floyd died, when he was murdered, that is when Bubba, and at first Bubba didn't want to talk about it, by the way. He didn't want to be that face, right? And then something changed and, and something uh, awoke inside of him, and, and now he is. So I'm. my question is why, when we're actually making progress in this sport, like he has been the face of progress. And, and this act of, of just disgust, it's, it's a setback. So why would someone who's trying to make progress in a sport, a sport that he loves, he's got the support of everybody, I don't understand why people could even look at him and think that he would be responsible for this. Well, I think they said that NASCAR said that he wasn't involved, right? That he wasn't right, there, he correct. didn't see it. So he did the, not. The, the, the idea that he would be involved, I think, would require – a pretty good leap at this point because if he didn't right. see it and he wasn't involved in turning it over to NASCAR, right. you would have to argue that it would take it would you'd have to take a big leap for him to be involved. So right. so that is that is something that is out there as a fact. Now you said that you expect to hear something today. What makes you think that you're going to hear something today? Is that just based on your intuition or is it like what yeah. what are you hearing that makes you feel like today could be the day? I would think that they would have to make some kind of statement. I'm not saying that I think we're going to find out today what happened, but I would think that there has to be some kind of statement because like you and like me and like everybody that's calling into your show this morning, we we do want answers. We want to know how this happened, why this happened, and and who did this. And and I would think that NASCAR uh, would make some kind of statement, even if it's as simple as like, hey, we're continuing to move forward. We're still investigating. We're doing this. We're doing that. I'm not saying that we're going to get something like, you know, you know, firm today, but I, I do think that NASCAR will make some kind of statement. How so? You're, this is good info because you've been at Talladega. You understand it. I'm obviously not that familiar with it, but I look at all the the stories like these and look for the facts to try to tie them together. Do we have any idea how many people? So all these cars get pulled back because of the 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 rain delay, and they're put into garages. Let me just take a step back and ask this question. Does everybody have an individual garage with its own walls where, like, you would walk in and they would be like, okay, this is Bubba Wallace's uh, garage. This is Jimmy Johnson's garage, right? Like, where you could see the car parked in there and you could, like, shut down your area? Or is it one larger room? Like, what do the garages look like at Talladega? They are they are one large building that basically cars park next to each other. They have a, a stall entrance um, with a door that closes that stall, right? So each car can kind of pull in, but it is open. Now I haven't been to the new Talladega um, garage, but I will tell you how every other every other garage that I've ever seen these cars they literally work right next to each other. Like so if, if you, you were standing, kind of, yeah, sorry, I'm just yeah. trying to visualize it. If you yeah, were standing you inside of a garage, another stall. Mm-hmm. you can look into it. It's like a horse stall? Correct. Yes, okay. but without, like, the sides. There's no sides, right? I mean, they, they just pull in. There's a garage that opens up, a garage door that opens up. You pull in, but you could literally walk. Like, if I wanted to walk across from one car to the next, I could yes. walk all the way down. Now, okay. what I was told was that the, the, the truck drivers, the hauler drivers, they did bring sort of, they have like a crash cart in case they crash, that they can bring the car into the garage. It's got all of your stuff on it. I was told that they brought those into the garage stall. So that's how you know. And, also, and, and they are lined up in the garage based on points. 
So it's also the way that they park their haulers is based on points. So, yes, you do know that you would see the crash cart in there. You would see the 43 Richard Petty Motorsports. You would know that it was Bubba Wallace's garage. But the car did not actually go into that garage until the race was called around, you know, 334 o'clock on Sunday. That's when the car was brought into the garage. Would the driver drive the car into the garage? No. No. The cars, once it started raining, the cars on pit road were covered up and left there, and they covered them up to keep them out of the rain, and then the crew would push the car back to the garage. So Bubba would have had nothing to do with that. He was probably back at his hauler. Okay, so the crew pushes it back. So when you think about it, and I know we're not like you're not on the Bible here, but how many people do you think would have been able to have access to a garage like this from 4 p.m., let's say, when they get the cars back into the garage until later that afternoon when it suddenly becomes uh, a story like are we talking 100 people 200 500 like what kind of number would you think? That they because the reason why I bring that up is in theory that is your suspect group right if somebody did this uh, then it's got to be we know somebody who has access to these garages how many people could have had access to the garages kind of a question I'm asking. Yeah, not many right now. I mean, unless, I mean, listen, and, and there's always speculation that someone could have snuck in, right? There's yeah. a, that, that security could have been breached. We had, obviously, I don't know if you saw, there was a plane flying over with a banner that said defund NASCAR with the Confederate flag. There was apparently a couple of protests outside the racetrack uh, on Sunday uh, about the Confederate flag being removed. And so certainly, and I just mentioned 260 acres, right? I mean, someone yeah. could have breached security. So I think that's all that, um, that I mean, all of that is on the table right now and that's obviously why the fbi is involved uh this is much bigger than what nascar can do and uh yeah i i listen i mean all of us want answers right clay i mean this is a sport that i've covered for two decades and and, you know with nascar listen this is not a sport that you just kind of show up and and you work 16 weeks or 20 weeks and and then you go and you have an off season we we spend 40 weeks 40 weeks uh four days a week which is why one of the reasons so many people in the garage are taking this personally because this is not just an attack on Bubba Wallace. This is an attack on, on every single person um, that, that, that is pushing for change in, in this sport. And, and, and this is, I mean, it's, you saw the drivers. You saw, you've seen, I mean, the, the emotions are so raw and so real from everyone in that garage. And it's, um, it's a very painful, painful thing that we've, we've dealt with as a community this past weekend. So I, I'm circling back around, but again, but do you think it's hundreds like, would you think like, oh, it's, you know, like if you were setting no. it over under less than that. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So there's 40 cars, 40 ish cars. Right. And then there's, you know, what they have 15 essential personnel. They also have some pit crew guys. So, yeah, I mean, I would say upwards of 100 total. Right. But I don't know what the protocol was in specific terms with Talladega in terms of how many people were able to bring that car back. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The cars were out on the grid during the rain delay for an extended period of time. Teams were back in their haulers. Drivers were at their motorhome. There was a long period of time where those cars, those garage stalls were open. I mean, it, there's there's a there's a there's a lot there's a significant period of time where someone could have done this right. Now, the amount of people that are allowed, quote unquote, are certainly smaller. There's no fans in the garage, even though there were fans in the stands. They're not allowed in the garage right now. So the the personnel is limited absolutely, which is why I mean, as as we mentioned, I don't think it. I mean, this should not be. 
The, the, the issue with the cameras, I think, is the biggest thing, right? Normally, those cameras would be on and operating because there are so many people around. And, and, and I believe Bubba Wallace's mom was on Sirius this past uh, weekend, maybe last night, uh, and said that she had heard that there was no video evidence. Uh, NASCAR did take a picture from what I've heard uh, of, this, um, of this device, this news that they found inside the garage, um, and we have not seen that picture yet. And I know that's one thing that one of your, one of your callers asked about, um, but I have been told that there is a picture of it. Would it be – so to me, I take a step back and let's think about it. Obviously, you want to catch who might have been responsible for this. If you can't catch who was responsible for this, then the next step to me is you need to have the people who discovered this go talk to the public, right, and answer questions because – uh, there is going to be a lot of questions. And if you're not going to be charging someone with a crime, I think most people out there are going to say, okay, well, I want as much information about this as possible. Does that make sense to you? So if, if, if as the days go on, like in yesterday, you can at least argue, hey, the race is going on. Like it yeah. didn't really, like it would detract if you try to do an arrest, you know, 10 minutes before everybody starts to the race or whatever else. But to me yeah. today, and that's what I started off the show by saying, today is an integral day to trying to figure out what exactly happened in terms of this situation. If you can't resolve it today, then I think a lot of people start to say, okay, what actually is going on, right? Like that's the response that we're going to see. I agree with you 100%, Clay. I mean, I, we all want answers, right? I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think every single person, uh, whether you're a NASCAR fan or not, wants answers because this is a disgusting display that, 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 that yes, I mean, and, and it, it can't just go away, right? We need to find out what happened. I agree with you 100%. Um, I, I, you know, from what I've heard, they've questioned people. Again, because I, I do, I mean, listen, People talk, right? And, and, and if this something happened in this garage or if someone was involved in this, I do believe it's going to get out. I do not believe that this is going to uh, – it's certainly not going to go away. It's not, right? And I agree with you. We, we do need answers. Can you come back? I guess I had a couple more questions for you. We're talking sure. to Shannon Spake uh, about this uh, huge NASCAR story. Uh, we'll bring her back in just a sec. But first, Eddie Garcia, what you got for me? Well, we'll start with news from Major League Baseball, where following the Players Association rejecting the league's latest proposal, voting 33-5 to against it Monday, the league's owners voted to implement a 60-game season that will begin around July 24th and end on September 27th. The players are expected to sign off on health and safety protocols and agree to arrive at home stadiums by July 1st to prepare for the start of the season. NFL News is expected. Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott signed his $31.4 million franchise tender. Two sides still have until July 15th to work out a long-term deal. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. More with Shannon Spake. If you have questions you want me to ask her, hit me on Twitter right now. I'll check at Clay Travis. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
with wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. All right, Shannon, I got this a lot online. I bet you have gotten it as well. Is it possible that this is neither an intentional hoax nor a noose? 
that this could be a rope that potentially is used in uh, in the, the garages that just happened to be in the Bubba Wallace vicinity and people were particularly sensitive and nervous. And so they believed that it might be a threat when in reality it could have just been a rope. In other words, there's a lot of people out there who say, I'm skeptical, I don't believe it. There's a lot of people who say, I do believe it. Is it possible it's somewhere in between those two things? I would really, uh, my gut, my gut tells me because obviously this is something that I thought of as well. Because you just like you go, I, I, I can't imagine. It's just that so insanely would put stupid, this, right? Right? That someone would Not do this stupid, because if someone did it, it's but, racist. But you're risking your, you'd be banned for NASCAR right. from life, and you would also probably go to jail. All for yes. what exactly? Okay, so if there are lots of people out there who are like, oh, this is clearly like a racist act. This is unacceptable, and everybody would agree if that's the case. I think almost entirely in my audience there are also people out there who say you know i'm just naturally skeptical and then is there a middle ground where it's an abundance of caution and then you look at it and you're like i'm not sure what might have been going on because there are pictures out there that are circulating on the internet of different ropes and different things and i'm sure there are lots of different ropes involved i'm not an expert i don't know how you fix cars and what you do but i'm sure there are ropes involved in that is it possible that it's not criminal that it was a it was a abundance of caution is there any possibility of that yeah i um again clay i you know my mind immediately went like i really hope that this is not true i hope it's a mistake i hope it's something that was just you know in there i i i would doubt i i listen i think that they're capable human beings that walk into that garage and i think that they know the difference between just a rope hanging there and something that looks like a noose right i think that they would be able to differentiate between those two now steve phelps who's the president of nascar was asked if this was the rope because they actually have ropes that that pull the garage stalls down yes you know like your garage so it would hang on to the outside of the the, the clamp or, or whatever that you would pull down and so there are ropes and he was asked if it was that rope, and he did not answer that question. He, he would not answer that question. Uh, so, again, I don't know what it looked like because I haven't seen a picture and no one has seen the picture. Uh, is it possible that there might have been something hanging in there that was a rope from the outside of the garage or something that went on the car? Sure, but I would I would like to think that someone who looks at it would know the difference between that and know the difference between what a noose looks like hanging in someone's garage. And if they're going to go and say that this is a specific thing that it was and bring this attention and get the FBI involved and get, you know, extra security around Bubba, I would hope that they would know the difference between one and the other. Uh, Amen. But also you can see a situation where if you're hyper on alert, Mm -hmm. where you're like, you're just, you're, you're going to be more apprehensive than you ordinarily would given the situation, which is reasonable. This is why, by the way, it's so incumbent upon NASCAR to come out, I think today, honestly, and answer the question about what exactly is the story here and and also release the picture right if there is a picture of this noose uh what is it you know what does it look like is it similar to the rope that would have been used to pull the garage door down is it something totally different than that uh that would go a long way towards answering these questions as well 
I'm, I'm on board with you, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm with everyone else. I want answers as well. I mean, this is a sport that I've been a part of and, and have, you know, care very much about and, and have, um, I mean, this is a sport that I'm a part of, you know, and, and so I certainly want answers as well. Um, again, I, I hope that they would know the difference between the two and, and this stuff, if, if it was a mistake, I would venture to say that they would err on the side of caution rather than just kind of going forward and moving forward with something as, as disgusting as, as what they've, as what they've said that was in this garage. Um, uh, so that's, that's kind of where I lay right now. And, um, but I, again, I want answers just as much as everybody else. Everybody does. Shannon, you're fantastic. Thank you for getting up early with us. As always, we will talk to you hopefully next week, and we'll have some resolution on this. Okay. Thanks, Clay. That's Shannon Spake. We'll talk about this a little bit more when we come back. We'll also update you on the poll results, which is dumber, changing the name of the Masters or Brett Favre saying about Colin Kaepernick in comparison to Pat Tillman. They both did something similar. Which is dumber? I'll update you. It's the poll question potentially of the decade. This is OutKick. Go download, subscribe to the podcast here. Thanks for hanging with us on Fox Sports Radio. I'm trying to hang on here. I got two more seconds. (laughs) Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Major League Baseball news for those of you waking up right now. Uh, Spring training will start July 1st with the 60-game regular season starting the weekend of July 24th through the 26th. That is the expectation here after talking about Major League Baseball. It feels like every day for months. Not actual baseball, but whether there was going to be baseball, it feels like finally we are there. Uh, All right, so uh, a couple of things here. First of all, Shannon Spake was fantastic. She's always good, but I had to put on my lawyer hat there and ask her a bunch of questions because, frankly, I don't know very much. You want to know questions about you know football stadiums or baseball stadiums? I've spent a lot of time there. I had no idea how big the infield was at NASCAR. What I have just uh, – so I think we learned a lot from her, and that was a fantastic guest spot she just did. I'm going to open up phone lines and allow you guys to ask questions based on what she just said, 877-996-6369, obviously surrounding the Bubba Wallace noose incident. Now, have you guys seen my uh, Twitter feed – This has been ricocheting around Twitter a lot, and Shannon spoke to it directly. There is a pull rope on the garages at Talladega, which would allow you to pull down the garage door, right? If you look, and I just tweeted it out, if you look at the Bubba Wallace rope in his garage, it is noticeably shorter and without the loop in the same way as the garage that is next to him. Is it possible that the rope broke on his garage and that was the noose? All right, I want everybody to look at that picture now. Let's all play Where's Waldo. Uh, Look at that picture that I just tweeted out in the crew. NASCAR needs, I believe, to get out in front of this story today. They need to have an investigator answer every question they need to have either somebody arrested 
And if somebody committed a hate crime and they figured out who it is, that person should be banned for life from the sport and also face criminal charges. But also, they need to be able to answer questions for everybody out there who's asking, okay, what is the story here? What is going on? And also, they need to understand that this is the way people respond to stories like these because there have been stories like these that have not proven to be true. Jesse Smollett, Michael Bennett, even though most people stop paying attention to it, the LeBron racial slur on the on the gate that the uh, LAPD decided not to press charges on that immediately got painted over that there was no evidence of. And if there's not going to be cameras, which is that's incredibly frustrating, right? The entire purpose of having a camera is to ensure that there's no divergence of stories, that everybody is able to know exactly what happened. So if there's no camera that shows this garage, I don't know how you're going to quote unquote catch anybody in the act because you can't see what the intent of this might have been. All right, so let me bring in the crew. Danny G, did you see, have you had an opportunity to look at the picture that's tweeted out that is going and circling around the Twitter sphere now from people who cover racing? The Bubba Wallace garage rope is shorter than the one next to it. You see that? Yeah, I see that. Is it possible that that rope broke? The other possibility would be somebody came along and cut it and said, oh, I'm going to turn this into a noose, and then they threw it on Bubba Wallace's. uh, I think it's interesting. Shannon said that the NASCAR uh, officials were asked specifically about whether the noose was a part of the garage rope and didn't answer that question. Yeah. So the reason why I'm, I'm looking at this is if we don't have video, which is frustrating, is it and look everybody out there is opposed to racism right like so this is not like oh i'm not saying if this didn't happen racism didn't no they're a racist they certainly they're i'm sure they're a racist at nascar just like they're a racist at every employment employment uh place of employment in the country right there racism exists so this is not a racism doesn't exist what i'm doing is trying to look at the facts of a specific story when you look at that rope the Bubba Wallace rope is substantially shorter on the garage, right? Is it possible? And NASCAR has refused to say whether or not that is the rope, that is the noose that they are investigating. Does this look interesting, at least as a part of this discussion to you, Danny G? Yeah, I mean, it's worth looking at. It is possible. I'm wondering if maybe it was manipulated by some idiot who knew the cameras was off. See, that's that's the or that there was. That's why I asked. I yeah, asked Shannon, and like, because I, and the reason why I asked that question is my assumption, and I think most of you would assume as well. When you see a camera, I just assume it's on. Yeah. Right. I don't assume that it's turned off because of the coronavirus. And so they're not monitoring things as they ordinarily would. And this was my thing with the LeBron incident. People got mad at me. They're like, why are you asking? LeBron literally had a security camera directly focused on his gate. So when the police showed up, they said, hey, where's the camera footage? 
and they were like, oh, the camera was off. And I'm like, if you showed up at LeBron James's gate and there's a huge camera right there looking out over you, would you write a racial slur on the gate with the camera right there looking at you? Wouldn't you assume that the camera is on? So whether all these people knew that the cameras were off, I think is a big part of this story. Yes. The cameras being off well, Clay, is a big part of this story. You, you can't see all the cameras, though. Either You would just assume, I would think, unless you had inside knowledge, you would think that cameras were recording. Because you remember I went to the Fontana race. Uh, what was it? It was February, I think, right before everything got shut yeah. down. I had a I had one of those hot passes, so I got to be in the garages, and I went to two garages. The number twenty four car because of Kobe, uh, which is Will, <laughs> William Byron. I took a picture, and I also went to Bubba Wallace's garage because one of my friends who happens to live in Tennessee is a huge Bubba Wallace fan. So I was taking pictures of stuff yep. in his garage. There was absolutely nobody around. The race had already started. No one was in there. There were some TV monitors, so I still got to watch what was going on in the race. But I assumed that cameras... You were on camera yes. while you were there. Yeah, yeah, because I was around all this expensive equipment. Because you could have just bought, just taken a wrench, theoretically, yeah. right? Like, you could have just walked away with something they were working on the car, and so your natural yeah. assumption is, there has to be security that would see me if I walked over here and took something away. Exactly. I was standing right there next to Wallace's gear, and I just assumed, well, there's got to be cameras recording me right now, because there's no security guards. Right. Obviously, was somebody on the inside or somebody that broke into the track and and just did this, you know, and then took off quickly. Or is it possible that the rope broke, somebody just tossed it over to the side, and then somebody else comes in and thinks, oh my God, this is a noose. That would and be a NASCAR crazy coincidence. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, right? that would, that I mean, would well, be a the, crazy The reason why I'm raising that as an issue is they were specific, according to Shannon, they were specifically asked whether it was the pull rope on the garage that was the noose. Yeah. And they didn't, they wouldn't answer. So if like, if you knew that it was not that, wouldn't you say, no, it wasn't that it was a different rope. Just I, look, I, this is, this is what lawyers do, right? People want to immediately rush. They want to put the cart before the horse, right? They want to come running in pell-mell, especially in a social media era, and they want to establish all these different factors, right? Like all the significance of it. And by the way, props to NASCAR for the way they have responded and rallied around Bubba Wallace. But is it possible that there wasn't actually a noose there with the intent. In other words, a lot of people are like, oh, this is faked, right? It's, in this day and age, doesn't matter what the story is, people on the internet, social media, they're like, oh, this is fake. And then there's other people that are going to be like, oh, this is 100% uh, 100% a hate crime without looking at any of the evidence. Is it possible it's somewhere in the middle? That when you actually look at the data, and I think today's a big day for NASCAR, I tweeted out the picture, if you want to see it for yourself, of Bubba Wallace's garage because I was asking Shannon questions. I had no idea what these garages look like at Talladega. If you're curious about what that looks like, you can go look at the picture. You can zoom in at Clay Travis. Dub, you're looking at the picture that I tweeted out as well. That pull rope 
it does look different on Bubba Wallace's garage than it does on the garage next to it, right? It is substantially shorter on this photograph. Yeah, I'd say at least half the length, probably less than half the length. And the end of the rope has like a circle, which would be considered, could be considered, a noose-like circle, right? Like a loop, uh, in other words, where you could like put your finger in. If you uh, think about the old school, like how do you pull a garage door down? Some of them had ropes and some of them have like a circle at the bottom where you could put your fingers in to pull it down. Now, it's possible somebody cut that rope on Bubba Wallace's garage and then threw it intending it to be an insult. It's also possible that that rope was already shorter and was never actually the same as the other ropes. It's also possible that that rope broke and somebody just threw it off to the side. And then when somebody on Bubba Wallace's crew came in, they said, oh my God, there's a noose here. We don't know. That is why NASCAR needs to answer these questions. Is there anything else from that picture that stood out to you, Dub? I mean, the only thing that really stands out is, I mean, the rope is significantly shorter than the other rope pictured. And I mean, I think the fact that um, what Shannon said that when they were asked, NASCAR was about whether or not the the noose was related to that rope, the pull down rope in the garage, and they didn't answer. I mean, to me, and I, you just kind of laid that out in your previous statement there. To me, it kind of makes me think that that's probably where the noose came from. Now, whether or not what the, uh, intent. the intent was, yes. that seems to be the real question. But I feel like. I, I feel like just piecing together all these pictures and and ideas. I feel like that has to be the origin of the news. Now, the intent is obviously the bigger question at hand here, which is why you need a camera, which maybe wasn't turned on, which makes this potentially more difficult than it otherwise might have been. But to me, if you're asked if you're NASCAR specifically directly, was it a rope from the garage door that was potentially considered to be the noose and NASCAR refuses to comment on it, that to me sounds like something that would suggest the answer is yes. Because if you ask something that's 100% not the case, you would think you would say, no, no, that's not, that's not the, where we think the rope came from at all. Eddie, you've had a chance to look at this picture now. Uh, as we are uh, doing our own uh, investigation here, this is one of the things that is can be positive about social media or negative is there are lots of different people that want to play detective on the Internet with stories like these on social media. Um, the picture appears to be accurate of the Bubba Wallace car there. I tweeted it out because I do find it interesting just to know what the garages look like, because that's one of my first questions. But also... The fact that the rope is right there on his pull door and is substantially shorter than the one next to it, and the fact that NASCAR was specifically asked about this, makes it look like potentially that could be the the door, right? What do you think when you look at that picture and that tweet that I sent out? Well, first off, I want to give major props to Shannon Spake. Who, she was fantastic. She was she was awesome and answered a lot of questions I had, so that was great. Did I not ask... I Did I... Did I, I should... Like, you guys can text me in the middle of an interview. It's kind of hard, or maybe I could throw it out to you guys more so, but was there any question you wish that I had asked her that I didn't? Because I'm trying... I try to ask questions most of the time as if I were a listener. 
In other words, like if I'm driving around in my car, the questions that I'm trying to ask of guests when we have a story like this that we're trying to unpack is the question that I would want to be answered. Did it, was there anything that I didn't ask that you wished I had? No, I think you covered it. And I, I also think the one thing I really took away and, and really was questioning was why there was no comment on that specific question about was it uh, was the noose from a rope you know for, that was attached to the door? Because I've looked at your picture that you tweeted out and a bunch of other pictures as well. And I think your, your, your kind of final theory is something that I'm kind of leaning towards now is it, did someone cut that rope that looks like a noose and put it somewhere to where you know it was meant to be offensive to yeah. Wallace. That that's or to make sense. or did it break and somebody just tossed it off to the side and maybe it was and not intending to be at a negative and then it's found. Like right, what is and this is why you need a video. This is why there needs to be a video to tell us exactly what happened in order to know a hundred percent who did it. Because then, you know, you can actually go in and talk to the person who did it and try to figure out. Like, I think if the video showed somebody with a uh, with scissors or a knife and they cut it and then they throw it in the direction of his car or place it on the top of the car or in some way, like we don't know where this rope was found. Right. So in what what was the intent of the placing of the rope? All these things are important and go towards helping to explain what exactly happened. Anything else from you, Eddie? No. Like who did this and what was their intent if that rope is the like we need to know all these details because they go towards explaining exactly what was going on. And uh, again, to me, the, the 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 fact that NASCAR didn't comment when asked about that rope and whether it could have been from the uh, the garage pull door is a really interesting question. And again, there are a lot of people who are I don't believe it. Like I think it was staged, right? And every doesn't matter what the story is on the internet, people don't believe it, right? Like. Elon Musk can send a spaceship to uh, to link up with the space station. And if you search on social media, there's like people like, oh, it's all staged. No way this is real. Right. That happens. There are also people who are immediately going to believe everything that they read on the Internet. And then there's also the possibility there are three options here. Right. It's a hate crime. And whoever did it should be excluded from NASCAR for life and charged with a crime. That's option one. Option two is maybe it's not a intentionally nefarious act. Maybe the garage door broke uh, the cord. It was thrown off to the side. It was later found in Bubba Wallace's garage. And because of the hypersensitivity surrounding him right now somebody thought oh my god this is a threat that's been made against him this is a noose and then the other option which some people believe is that it's all staged right that's i would say is there any other possibility like if you are an investigator you begin with everything that could happen as you look at the facts is it fair to say those are the only three possibilities as you look anybody think of a fourth possibility it's a hate crime it's a broken rope that was, out of an abundance of caution, considered to be something nefarious that was not intended, or it was staged. 
And those are the three options. I think the staged is the less li- least likely, personally. Um, so that's my opinion, but certainly there are a lot of opinions out there. Can anybody else think of another option than the three that I just laid out? No. Danny G, any other options? I don't think so. Those are the options. Dub, any other options? I can't imagine another one other than those three. Eddie, any other options? Uh, not that I can think of at this time. If you're investigating and if you're looking at the facts, those are the three options. What I believe NASCAR needs to do today is either charge someone, let us know who's responsible, or they need to come out and tell us all the details of how this rope was found, where it came from, who discovered it, where it was. All of these things need to be explained today by NASCAR, given all the attention this story has gotten. All right, when we come back, we'll be joined by Petros Papadakis, the uh, saddest man in all of Sports Talk Radio, at the old P on Twitter. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Let's go ahead and bring in my guy, Petros Papadakis, AM570 LA Sports at the old P on Twitter. Petros, my man, baseball, it feels like may finally be back. Are you ecstatic? Are you excited? Are you sitting shirtless right now, filled with anticipation and glee and glory? I am sitting shirtless, and I am filled with something, but it's not that. I am so tired of the emotional pendulum <laughs> that the baseball situation is, and somebody told me exactly what it was. A couple people, smart baseball types, told me exactly what it was like weeks ago, and I still just went along. It's like having a girlfriend that just loves to pull on your emotional chords and you just go along with it because you know the end result is going to be makeup sex or something so you just go along with all the all the emotional machinations and that's what we've been doing with baseball but somebody told me a long time ago look this is just working like one of those arbitrations does where it gets really nasty between both sides and then eventually they make a deal or it comes to whatever conclusion, and usually we don't know what happens behind those closed doors and those arbitration meetings. I, I know that most of the players just want to punch everybody when, it, when they come out of one of those, but we have to be witness to the whole thing, and that, that's been difficult because it put a really sour taste in people's mouth, and they don't like the back and forth. They don't like to see the tit-for-tat between very wealthy people who don't seem to be arguing about health issues. We talk about this all the time. It's about money and how to split it up, and it's a turnoff. But when we get it, we'll get it, and we'll have live sports on a daily basis that people want to and need to and love to celebrate. So I think we'll forgive them all if it comes back. But if it doesn't, ooh, that'll be tough to forgive. Yeah, no kidding. Um, We're talking to Petros Papadakis, AM 570 LA Sports. You played college football, and now every day we have updates on the percentage of players that are testing positive and everything surrounding that. 
Uh, it, I know it's hard to, a little bit to think about, but it appears, I talk to people, and I'm sure you have too, at LSU and Clemson, that the guys are getting infected, not from working out and getting back to, uh, back to playing football, but because they're on campus and they can go out to bars or house parties and chase girls. That might be the biggest threat in terms of guys getting this virus. Um, it would take it back in time. When you were 18, 19, 20 years old, when you were the captain of USC's football team, can you imagine if you'd been sent home, told to stay at home for months, and then suddenly you get back on campus and there's suddenly lots of girls around and everything else? How hard would it have been to get your teammates not to go to parties and not to be out uh, hanging out with those girls? Impossible. Yeah, you would have to have a, a beach uh, cruiser bike patrol with a bunch of like uh, ball boys and uh, managers and stuff just to be out there narking on people. And I've seen that before on like a big Thursday night where the coach says, I don't want anybody out and this and that. And we leave on Friday morning or something and they'll they'll send out a big narc kind of brigade to go write down names and figure out who's doing what. It's like bed check. Yeah, I mean, it would really be difficult. I mean, look, when you're a 20-year-old college football player and you run and jump and and lift and you you can basically do most things physically that people can't do and you're young – and you feel invincible and you think you can jump over a car and you think you're going to live forever and you're never going to be stopped and nothing bad is ever going to happen. I mean, that is, that is the really what think. goes through yeah. the minds of these young people. And it's hard to get them to acquiesce. Now, the one thing is when I see a bunch of people have COVID on a team, like a lot of people gasp, and it's not a death sentence. You know, they're not going to die. They're mostly asymptomatic. <laughs> they're, they're going to be fine. Now, if there's an older person who's immune deficient or something around the football team, that's a concern. And that's something that these, these programs have to deal with. But I, I don't. I wasn't super concerned that it was happening right now. I would think it's better to get it out of the way, these outbreaks now, so teams can figure out how to deal with it, how to go forward, how to separate players. But it's damn near impossible to tell college kids not to interact with each other. It's, it's, it's almost futile. And uh, I, I, I don't know how I would go about doing it as a, but, as a young guy. I guess and I and as a team captain, people. I mean, do you think that uh, the coaches come to you and say, look, because the one hand, there's an argument that everybody getting exposed to the coronavirus, especially when you're young and you're under greater danger from the flu or pneumonia, and most of the time the, the cases are asymptomatic, that everybody getting exposed during the training camp era, basically, right now, is not necessarily an awful thing because it means that nobody's going to get sick during the season, right? You can make that argument. And that you, it's you going could, to be. But I don't, you know, look, we started talking in the Fox world yesterday about college football. And there's still a lot of big questions, but we want to do college football, you yeah. know? And, uh, we got the teams together and we started having some outbreaks. So 
football in itself is about overcoming adversity. It's not about things being perfect. It's not about having everything be executed in the exact proper way every time. It's about having things get all messed up and overcoming that adversity. That is football within a game, within a practice, within a lifetime, within a season. It's about overcoming stuff. So this is a this is a hill that they have to climb. But the guys are okay. You know that's the one thing I want to emphasize because there's so much information and we're get we're getting so confused all the time. The players are going to be fine. No one is in danger. The players are safer with their teammates than they are, you know, back at home going to parties. Now, campus is a whole different thing. And the funny thing is, is it's the middle of the summer. You know, usually we're all alone on campus. I know at USC, Clay, I mean, we were alone on campus in the summertime. Uh, That's a commuter school in many ways, you know, unless there's a football game, a home game, which is like, what, seven games a year (laughs) on a Saturday. Most people go home on the weekends at USC, and they're, they're gone during the summer. I mean, we couldn't find a party to go to if we wanted to. We used to drink 40s on the practice field and stare at each other. And then go back the next day, and there'd be empty 40 bottles, and the strength coach would be mother-effing some homeless. The homeless are leaving their bottles out here. We'd laugh. But, you know, there wasn't anybody to party with. It is really funny. So, but to me, what this is is a little bit of a window of what the return of college is going to be like, because you've got all these kids that by and large have been at home in mom and dad's apartment or condo or house, wherever you live when you're not in college. And then you get back to a college campus and your favorite bar and your girls are out there and everybody's going to rush out and there's going to be a huge spike in initial infections. And football is reflective of that as opposed to like an outlier, right? If football players are just reflecting what's likely to happen elsewhere, what already has happened at Clemson and LSU is likely to happen elsewhere. And I don't know, I guess what I'm saying is short of saying like, hey, we're going to start doing bed checks and maybe that's the answer. Maybe they're going to have to, for football season, really restrict these guys, much like is happening on uh, on uh, the NBA with their bubble. Maybe they're going to have to restrict their social activity in a way that ordinarily is not the case during the season. But if you're going to classrooms and you're going out and seeing uh, you're doing taking care of your work, you would think that that is going to be challenging in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably. If if everything that's happening or being said is true and we really are supposed to be that afraid of, of being together, and you know me, I'm as confused as ever about everything. I mean, I, I just <laughs> I can barely keep my head above water informationally. But if, if all that stuff is true, we probably shouldn't have college and shouldn't have football in the fall, if all that stuff is true. But we've been misled a few times uh, during this age of coronavirus, as you know. So I, I, I believe that no matter what, they're going to put kids on campus and, and try to play. Because otherwise, and John Wilner wrote this the other day too, otherwise the whole thing economically collapses. And I don't think that colleges will allow that to happen to themselves or will try to keep themselves from, from having that fate. Uh, I'm not sure if it's right or wrong or what the result is going to be, but 
without kids in dorms and kids on campus, colleges can't make money and they can't sustain their utopian societies for long at all. So they're going to give it a try. And Godspeed. I hope it. I hope it works out because I. I need college football in my life. We all do, and I hope it's safe and I hope we can pull it off. All right, I got a poll question for you. I don't know if you've seen this yet, um, <laughs> but it is maybe the most difficult poll question of all time. All right. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, okay. So, uh, there now are 17,000 people that have voted in the, uh, what, let's see, hour and change since it's been up. Which is the dumber woke statement from yesterday? Deadspin arguing the master should have to change its name because of racism. Or we're going to play this audio for you. I don't know if you've heard the audio. Here's Brett Favre I've talking heard about Pat Tillman and Colin Kaepernick. Well, probably some people are waking up right now and haven't heard it. It's only like uh, 20 seconds. Here it is. You know, I can only think of right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman's another guy who did something, you know, similar. And we regard him as a hero. So I, I, I assume that hero status will, will be stamped with, with Kaepernick as well. All right. Which is dumber? Arguing that the Masters have to change their name or Brett Favre comparing Pat Tillman and Colin Kaepernick? Well, the whole thing is, you know. They're both dumb. None of it makes sense because the Pat Tillman Kaepernick, I mean, I played against Pat Tillman. I know his family. Part of what happened with Pat Tillman was, you know, part of the reason the anthem's a problem. You know, military promotion through the NFL and the friendly fire and, you know, the military kind of being uh, misleading, not kind of, about the way he died and all that. It's convoluted there. Uh, I I love Pat Tillman, and I can't believe his sacrifice, and I, I think about him all the time. I think about playing against him. So that's a complicated thing for me. The Masters uh, is about being a master of golf, right? Yes. Okay. Like a like a karate master? Is that <laughs> a chess grandmaster? Yeah. Someone who has a master's degree? You know, I mean, it, I don't think Favre could answer that question in any way that it wouldn't have pissed somebody off. Honestly, uh, I think making that comparison is really volatile <laughs> uh, to many people. Uh, <sighs> so you're going masters. I, you know, I just it's a great question because you're having like such if difficulty. You're a chess master, a master of chess, a, a ma- you know, uh, a master card, master yeah. lock, master key, master bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Master. But then again, they're trying to get uh, – somebody was trying to get after White Jesus I saw uh, the other day. And, uh, I mean, in the Greek church, our G, we have a lot of icons and stuff, like the Catholics. Uh, and our Jesus is kind of swarthy. <laughs> As opposed to being white. Well, By the way, Jesus wasn't white. He was, and, uh, you know, they do have a point. You know, Jesus was not a white dude. He was a pretty swarthy guy. But, you know, I mean, people take liberties when they paint things, I guess. Our Jesus is pretty swarthy. Uh, speaking I guess of. Jesus can, whatever, can have whatever skin color people want. I mean, that, yeah, it that doesn't, would be it doesn't really, Yeah, it doesn't really impact me very much. Master's name change, 51% saying the master's name change well, what, is the dumbest. 49 What would they want to change it, it to? Good at golf? Yeah, I don't know. 
I guess they could just call it Augusta National. I, I, it's it's really dumb. Uh, Petros Papadakis, I got to get to break. I got an idea. Can you come back? Do you want to come back? No, with your no, idea? just uh, just two two words for the Masters. Ready? Yes. Golf tournament. <laughs> Golf tournament. Uh, brilliant. We'll talk to Petros next week. Uh, he seemed like he was in pretty good mood at the old P. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, let's get some of your calls. People have been waiting for a while to finish off the program. Encourage you to go download uh, the podcast and also put up a five-star review. Danny G reads it. You get an autographed copy of my book. Who's up first, Dub? Hey, what's going on, Clay? Um, what I you got for Shannon me? Really, uh, I think uh, Shannon made a really interesting point earlier in the show. She said that uh, you know this kind of sets the sport of NASCAR back a little bit. I actually think that it, it does a lot more for the sport, especially with the social injustice going on right now. I think it may, it's a great, you know, picture for them to put all the NASCAR drivers walking with Bubba Wallace. And yep. I mean, doesn't this progress the sport? You know what I mean? Uh, and that's why I think it maybe maybe this maybe this is a publicity stunt. You know, maybe. Uh, Yeah, thanks for calling. I'm going to try to get everybody in. Uh, I think that NASCAR responded to this incident as well as they could. We laid out three different possibilities it's a racial act and somebody should be charged with a crime. Uh, There is something in between where the intent was not to be racist, a rope broke, something else. Or uh, it could be, as I think you have to look at all the different stories out there, there's always the possibility that something is staged. I think that's the least likely, but I think given what happened with Jesse Smollett and certainly what we've seen with Michael Bennett, for instance, in the world of sports, you can't rush to a conclusion until you know all the facts, which is what I'm saying. There are three options right off the top of what exactly could have happened. Who's up next? Uh, We got Jay in California. Jay, what you got? Hey, Clay. Uh, Very nice to hear your voice. As always, you are a voice of reason, but... I just wanted to react to the to the Petros call. That was hilarious. Uh, he he's always so great, funny, and, and you know, yeah, he's always he he is always great. And um, I am a I am a loyal Bruin. I am a loyal Bruin seventy eight. Uh, I am a Pyramid of Success clone. And have you ever been to Philippe Clay? Felipe? I have not. You have not been to Felipe's yet. No. Okay. Well, when you come to L.A., the next time you come to L.A., you've got to go to Felipe. That is one of my favorite places. It's, I'm sure it's one of Petrus's, Petrus's favorite places. I have never been to his restaurant in San Pedro, but I would love uh, – maybe today I'll go over there and get some food, take it out or whatever. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. You're about 10 years too late, I think. The restaurant is closed. The Petros restaurant uh, was phenomenal, I'm told, but it is now closed. His dad's restaurant. And it's Felipe's, not Felipe's. Philippe's, all right. Uh, I'd love to go there, too. Final call. Who we got, Dub? Uh, we got Sin in Oregon. Sin, what you got? Uh, that's me. Um, I want to thank you for your Friday shows a couple years ago before the stupid virus where you let people call in and just ask advice from you. That's yes. That's how I started listening to you. And I called my dad and I said, I miss midnight baseball. I miss midnight baseball. And I'm the widow of a vet that walked up to the mayor of Oakland and said, so are the Raiders going to stay in Oakland? Are you and drunk right now, Sid? What? Are you drunk? No. 
You just sound like this all I the time. Trying... No, this is my voice. I don't know. What I think I was you're drunk. To tell you, no, I'm not. <laughs> so what what were gonna... you trying? Yeah, what do you want to tell me? I was going to tell you that my vet walked up to the mayor of Oakland and said, "So are the Raiders going to stay in Oakland?" Because we were at the gospel concert. Hell of an ending. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.